On this week's episode of Talk CDL, a small trucking company owners accuse of some pretty nasty things. Tune in and hear how we break this down. But first, a word from our sponsors. Thank you. Hey, Troy. Yeah. You know, it sucks. Um, vacuum cleaners? Yes, but shopping for truckers insurance sucks. Okay. You know what it sucks more? What? Not having any. Any what? Truckers insurance. Oh, okay. But you can save up to 40%. Want to know how? How? Call 800-347-5373 and let the trucking insurance experts at Rev help you get the coverage you need. Rev specializes in providing insurance of all types to small fleet owners and independent owner operators, whether local, short haul or long haul rev insurance can get you covered at a price that fits your budget from liability damages and cargo to workman's compensation and surety bonds rev has your back while you're out there on the road call 800-347-5373 or visit www.revinsurance.com that's r-e-v-i-n-s-u-r-a-n-c-e Com. Again, the number is 800-347-5373. Nice. You know what sucks even more? What? Not calling Rev. True. Attention all truckers, it's Troy with Talk CDL. If you're looking for a new job, try NCI at 844-311-7076. They offer great equipment, great benefits, a great working atmosphere, and more importantly, A great, steady income, week after week after week. This carrier is actually owned by their own shipper. Pick up the phone if you're interested and call 844-311-7076 and never run out of freight again. And tell them ToxEDL sent you. I just have an article that I had read and thought that it was something that needed to be brought to everyone's attention. It was about an Arkansas company. The owner of the Arkansas company, who is 73 years old, cannot figure this out, but you know, you can't ever figure out the minds of a demented person. But his name is Hugh Daniels. He was just sentenced to, well, he's about to be sentenced to jail. They're looking at 20, um, 20 consecutive years. Can't think of the, I can't see it right now. But, anyways, here it is. He um, is the owner of an Arkansas-based trucking company, and he's been charged with rape, patronizing a victim of human trafficking, and sexually indecency with, with a child. He was running a human trafficking through his trucking company that he has. So, okay, so Hugh, Hugh and he's 73. Yes. And he owns a trucking company. What's yeah. the name of the trucking company? Hugh O'Daniel's Trucking Company. Um, do we know how many trucks they have? It's a local dump truck and excavating business out of Arkansas, Little Rock, North of Little Rock. Okay. Um, so Hugh owns a, a, a local trucking company, mm-hmm. and plus he has excavating, and uh, he's 73, and he's involved in trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he paid, he, he was supposedly paid to rape two teenage girls, 14 and 16, who were victims of a sex trafficking case there at the Bel Air Motel and Apartments in North Little Rock in mid-September. So he was, so he was, he was actually part of the ring. He wasn't running it. 
he was he was part of it um but the way it says is he was also involved in it in another aspect um there was a person that he had with him a cohort it was um kimberly latrice hatton who was actually a family member of the two girls wow so you know it's unfortunate in trucking uh but the trucking industry i'll just say this it's made up of every kind of person mm-hmm. you know we we like to highlight the good and the bad. Uh, unfortunately, the bad is what you know gives the trucking industry, you know, the reputation that sometimes we don't want. And uh, you know, when you get to that level of darkness, I'll call it darkness, because mm-hmm. when your mind goes to the point where you have to even think of a child in a sexual way, right. And then I guess you said he was also convicted of rape. Mm-hmm. Rape, um, patronizing a, a victim of human trafficking, which is actually a class A felony when the victim is a minor, mm-hmm. just to patronize him. So, so he's 73, which would obviously tell me, if you're 73 doing this stuff, you've been doing it all your life. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You got to think to yourself... How long this guy's gone without being caught. Right. And I think that's what, I mean, he's, he's, he can face up to 30 years in prison for this. But um, I think the reason why they're going further with it is because, like you just said, it's something that, that at 73, it, this doesn't seem like it could be the first case that he, you know, he just fa- happened to finally get caught. And you want to hear what brought him down? What's that? A 17-year-old boy. Well, that's awesome. You know, what's funny is as you're telling me his age, I'm, th- I'm thinking to myself when I used to work in safety and that and a driver was applying with uh, the company that we worked for and the sa- the main safety director would say, how old is he? A- and it would always be when a guy had a felony, right? And now mm-hmm. I'm not talking about sexual. I'm just talking about like a basic, you know, B&E or a drug felony, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the safety director would always say, Tom, he would say, how old is the guy that has the felony? And if I said he was in his 20s, he'd say, yeah, we could take a chance on that guy. But if I said he was in his 50s when he got the felony, that's what he, I'm sorry, yeah, that's what he he would want to know how old he was when he got the felony, not how old he is now. Mm -hmm. He'd say, how old was he when he got the felony? And if I said he was in his 20s, and now the guy's like 30-some or 40-some, Tom would, be, Tom would say, yeah, let's, let's take a chance. But if I said the guy committed his felony in his late 30s or in his 40s or his 50s, he'd say absolutely not. Because once you get to be an, uh, uh, you know, a mature adult and you're still getting felonies for the stuff you got 10 years ago or whatever the case is, his take on it was you haven't learned. Right. And so when you tell me this guy was 73, yep. I thought of Tom and I'm thinking he was, he's so right. Now a guy that's 73, maybe this, I don't know. It's his first time being caught, you know, especially with children stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to just ask yourself how many victims are in that guy's life? And then on top of it, was he an over-the-road trucker? That's another thing. You get an over-the-road trucker that's a pedophile, okay? And what happens is you get one of these OTR truckers that's convicted of, 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 of uh, 
predatory or you know anything to do with children, it's you have to ask yourself how long have they been doing it, and now you have the opportunity to go across state line and meet strangers that don't even know you. Mm-hmm. You you can really you got a, an entire new audience of victims, yeah. and that's why when trucking companies go to hire anybody, if a driver and and some of you drivers out there that have a sexual uh, felony. You have to know the one of the main reasons that a trucking company will not take a chance on you, 99% of them will not. And I'm going to tell you what it is. You go and you hire a, a guy that has a pedophile, you know, a, a record of anything to do with kids. And he goes across state line and commits a crime in your truck. Guess what? You might as well get your checkbook out because that's called negligent hiring. You willfully hired a guy. Usually it's a guy. You willfully hired a guy that was convicted of touching kids or doing things with kids or rape, and now he goes out in your truck and commits it. You just furnished him with the ability to do it even easier. Mm-hmm. And that's called negligent hiring. And that's the main reason why nobody wants... And even if there was a... And I've seen some guys get railroaded that were like maybe 19 or dating a 15-year-old girl. I mean, truthfully. And now they have a sexual charge on them and it's hard to hire that guy even because safety is realistically the trucking companies are run by insurance companies and the lawyers Mm -hmm. and one of the questions that these lawyers and i've said it before one of the questions they ask when they're hiring a driver with any kind of a record the first thing they ask is how defendable in court is this driver Mm -hmm. and if he's not if, if if the odds are against you if he screws up really bad they ain't good. They're just not going to hire you. Right. Okay. So I'd say keep it in your pants. And if you got a problem with kids, personally, I think, <laughs> I think you should be dead, to be honest with you. If you got a problem with little kids, you're really no use to, to human beings. But that's just my opinion on, on the little kid thing. No, I agree. The, um, the accomplice that he had, this Kimberly Hatton, that's supposed to be the family member. She's also getting charged with rape with it. Um, and she can face up to some jail time also. Yeah. And I, we've seen stories where the woman's actually filming the husband doing that, you know, goofy stuff. And well, I think what the thing with this yeah. is she provided her two nieces or whatever. She it just said they're a family member. I'm going to assume nieces. She provided them with, um, cause she was 34 years old with these two children to this gentleman. So she's going to get charged with it too, because she willingly did it. Now there might be more involved in it. Like I said, a 17 year old boy is who reported it to the police saying that there was a human trafficking ring going on. Um, wow. that might've been part of the family too. Who knows? Cause you know, he's a minor, so he was not identified, but he could have been her victim for all we know. And see the thing about the thing about the trafficking in the trucking industry it's so easy to conceal or at least get away with it for a long time and, and literally gather a lot of victims. Yeah, well, you, you think about it, it's a big playground for these people. Yeah, I you mean, know? when you're meeting a stranger, right? <laughs> it's, it's so, it, you know what I mean? You're not identified, you know, you're really not identified in that area. And that's, it's, right. it's almost like you're flying under the radar out there uh, when you're doing you know, committing crimes going across state line. And it's, it's a shame. It, really it is. is. It is a shame. And, and with technology today, it opens up such a larger, uh, 
I want to say still playground, but think about it. You can easily sit behind your phone, your computer, your iPad, whatever, and pretend you're someone else. You know, your favorite scene is the uh, the greasy, fat, old guy, you know, well, no, pretending I, he's 13 or 14 or whatever it is. Yeah, the to, hot picture that he sends you is not really yeah. him. It's a, a little fat, bald guy in his underwear. And, right. you so, know, you know, roll. all these, you, you, you can Photoshop any picture. You can do anything you want. And, and and pretend that you're these people to hook up with these kids. I love it when they get caught, though. Oh, I love it, too. And I think it's just... I might tell you, this. you have other stuff you want to talk about, right? Yeah, well, I mean, we can keep on this. I mean, there's... Well, there's... the reason I, I... I want to just say something else. I've dealt with these kind of people. And I've I've never seen anything like it in my life. The mind of a child molester. I've never in my life... Seeing it the way their mind works. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you what I mean. In our church, we've never asked anybody to leave except one guy mm-hmm. was a child molester. Mm-hmm. He was trying to hang around with three and four-year-old kids out in the parking lot. And he was 70, about 70. But when we sat down with him to talk to him, he admitted it. He had mug shots of him. And he would, he had, I, we didn't even know this, that, um, he had been convicted of this in different parts of Florida. He had been a chief of police. I didn't know that one. Yes, he was a chief of police. And I won't tell you, I won't say where. But when we sat down with this guy to talk about, you know, hey, listen, you can't be here bothering little kids. His thing was, the first thing he did was he started blaming the kids. Right. They, they don't want to blame themselves. Oh, you go ahead. No, I, I was no you, you can say what you want to say. There's there's one that was sitting there um, saying there was a different one that I had read about and seen articles about. He was toddlers, you know, babies that were in diapers, and he was saying that the diaper made the baby's butt looked good. You know, it's like, are you serious? Yeah, that was actually kind of nasty. Yeah. I just even thought. That's well, but that's their mind. Well, they looked good. Oh, you know, the one that had is that you know there was an article where the the um, the diaper slid down, or the little kid's pants slid down, so their butt started showing. And they said, "Oh, they, you know, they they did that on purpose, so I would look at it." That well, kind of mentality. Well, exactly. And this is what he was. It was like, and he. Well, here was the part that that really made me realize that if you're a child molester, you totally have a different mind. I don't care, and it's in every profession: trucking. Chief of police. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't matter. Right. It, but here's what really flipped my mind over it. As we're talking, this guy wasn't upset. He wasn't He wasn't angry. He was talking like it was a normal thing. And he's describing things to us. And, we're, and I'm sitting there looking at the other guy that we were talking to him with. And, and we just couldn't believe how normal of a conversation it was for him. It wasn't to me, if somebody accused me, I think, and this is really the difference. If a normal person would even be accused of this, because we sat him down to confirm about it. And it was just a normal conversation. If you even mentioned something like that about me or any person that would 
throw up over that subject. You, you might get a punch in the face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this guy absolutely had zero anger. It was like he was ready to talk about it. And he was ready to tell us, you know, all these, like he told me a story of a girl when she was like, I think 13, something like that, you know, and he had her over his house. And because he was a, a landlord also, and her parents were poor and he was allowing them to be laid on rent, but he would take her for rides. And somehow um, he came out of the shower and he had left some champagne out there. And, and and it was like he started blaming this little girl for what he did to her. I mean, and it was all rational in his own thinking. Now, that's that's like you and I trying to just talk about how to jack up a car or or how to vacuum a rug just a normal conversation where we're mm-hmm. just giving advice and ha- you know conferring back and forth that's how this guy was talking well if you ever listen to anyone that's like a sociopath or anything like that they they lack that um like it's not empathy but they lack that that it is empathy empathy is one of the things they lack so they're they're very monotone they're very like they they don't know like they show no emotions or anything. Yeah. They have no 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 compassion, no no sympathy, no empathy, none of that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just disgusting. So so his name is Hugh. He owns a small trucking company and excavating mm-hmm. thing. He's he's already been sentenced to twenty years. He can, no, he can he can be convicted up to thirty. Was he convicted? Not yet. So he's not even convicted. No, this has just happened last month. Okay, so you're saying that these are the charges. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we don't know for sure. Innocent until proven guilty, we should say that also. I mean, I get it. You know, there's a lot of evidence pointing against the guy, but at the same time, we should at least say that. You know, because any... Hang him. <laughs> Listen, for, take his medicines off of him. He's, only, he's 73. He won't have much longer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in all sincerity, we again, there's been people found innocent that were accused... Of this stuff. Right. I won't take any. I mean, there is. But, but there it's is in the rares. news. It's on national news. Mm-hmm. You know, he's. it's on the spotlight for this guy. He posted a $100,000 bond. Well, he owns a trucking company, so he probably has a couple bucks. Um, but the bottom line is he's facing a lot of problems if convicted of this. Mm-hmm. And if, if you are guilty, Hugh, okay, I will say you deserve every second in jail with Bubba you get. He'll be... He'll be uh, definitely still having a lots of sex if he goes to jail, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a shame. You know what? Let's move on to something else. Hey, truck drivers. I want to talk to you real quick about an invention that was invented by a trucker for truckers. It's a tool called Magnus Stop. Basically, if you want to slide your axles hassle-free without needing any help, it's a little 4 by 5 inch tool. It utilizes a pin and a magnet. Crazy simple. I'm surprised nobody ever invented it before. Anyways, you merely stop, get out, pull your pin, Put your Magnus Stop device in the hole right beside the hole you want it to stop at. Then you either pull forward or you back up. Magnus Stop stops you exactly where you need to be stopped every single time. It's durable. It's very affordable. It's $49.95. If you mention Talk CDL online in the promo code, you get $10 off. So it's now only $39.95. For Talk CDL viewers, which is an awesome, awesome deal, Magnus Stop, 
is the tool you need today, and you can get it at magnastop.online. That's M-A-G-N-A-S-T-O-P dot online. Check it out and let us know here at TalkCDL how that product is working out for you. Thank you. Oh, and it's also free shipping and handling. It doesn't get any better than that. Thank you very much. Enjoy the show. Well, this the other the other thing I wanted to talk about was kind of goes along with this to a degree. If it's something you know, there there's a, a trucking company um, that actually coincides and helps uh, victims of violence. And um, it's Western Flyer. Really? The owner of Western Flyer grew up in a very abusive home with an abusive father. And what he did is he used his um, money from his trucking company and created a company called, it's Attica, All Truckers Together Against Child Abuse, A-T-T-A-C-A. He's also written a few books. But the reason I bring it up is because sometimes these children that might be victims or family members that are having a hard time, like if, you know, like one of my kids were a victim of any kind of abuse, you know, sometimes if you read his books or if you get involved in that, that can help you learn how to help them. So they have, um, he has a few books out. His name is Rodney. Um, let me go back up because I can't remember what his last name is. Rodney owns the, uh, the, yeah, the Western flower. mm -hmm. All right. Rodney Timms, T-I-M-M-S. He's the owner of Western Flyer Express. Okay. So if you look up Rodney Tim, Timms, sorry, um, you could see what the three books he has. It's My Three Angels and Contract Killer um, are two of the books. So anyways, he started this company called Attica to help um, bring awareness to child abuse and to help. In the United States, they report child abuse is made every 10 seconds, so more than 36 million referrals are received by child protective services every year involving 6.6 million children. So that's nearly five children die from abuse and negligence every day. So what he does is he's gone through and he, you know, there's of course many statistics that they pulled up in this article. I'm not going to waste everybody's time on all that, but, um, do you have any statistics with you? Um, okay. There is, um, Hold on, I gotta get to it now because I just moved the screen. Well, that's okay. So, so he owns Western Flyer, and uh, and Western Flyer is out of Oklahoma. Is that isn't that where the other company was out of? Also, the mm-hmm. one that's being accused. Were no, they? that they're out of Arkansas. Okay, so well, next door neighbors. Mm-hmm. So, so they're they're uh, in uh, Oklahoma. I think Western Flyer is in Oklahoma. Pretty sure that's where they're out of. Western Either Flyer Texas, is um, sure. is. Hold on, I thought it was Oklahoma, but I'm gonna go through just to make sure. Yeah, you're. Talking way low. There Sorry. you go. No, you're not. Okay, so maybe I'm not. Okay, let's move on. All right, well, I'm going to give you the one statistic you had asked about. It's the Kids Count Data Center disclosed that 18% of children in the United States experience physical abuse, and astounding 9% undergo some form of sexual abuse. 9%, wow. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't inc- include the unreported cases, like the, the uncle that's not being prosecuted. You know, it's funny about that. You say that, but I remember seeing this guy talking about how when, you know, back in the day, Uncle Joe or Uncle Bob would be over at the house and, and you were just a kid and, and, uh, 
they'd say, okay, Uncle Bob's leaving, give him a hug. And and the little kid would be like, no, Uncle Bob's yucky, I don't want to hug him. And then the mother would get mad. Yeah. Or the dad would get mad and they go, you get over there and you hug your uncle right now. That's your uncle. You You never show not love. So the kids were forced to hug the pervert. And you see, the kids knew... And but you see, Uncle Bob, he was saying things to the kids, and and the kids thought it was normal or whatever the case is at that certain age. And then as they get older, usually the the the, the, the pervert will start threatening the kids. Oh, I'm going to kill your family. I'll mm-hmm. I'll make sure your mom never blah blah blah. Right. So the kids get afraid to say anything until maybe they become adults. That's why a lot of this crap goes on. And in fact, if you're if you're listening to our pod right now, talk to your kids. And and never make your kid never make your kids hug somebody they don't want to. We never ever did that. We, never. We were always like, hey, if that kid, if my kid don't want to give you a hug, guess what? You ain't getting a hug because my kid uh, is is gonna be their own person in that respect. Right. You know, the touching thing doesn't have to happen. No. So, um, yeah, it's uh, one of the pieces of advice I got a long time ago was, hey, if your kids don't want to hug somebody, he, the little kid might. Know something more than right. what you know about they get that a person. Gut feeling. Yeah, sometimes it's their gut feeling. Like, I don't want to touch them. Mm, he's creepy. And, yeah, they stink. He kisses <laughs> me with his tongue. No, yeah, I'm seriously. Don't, don't that... be a creep. <laughs> so, anyways, with this with this Attica A T T A C A, you can become a member. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what in details about what you have to do. You know, it might be volunteering for certain things. It might be monetary. I don't know, but it's all out there. If you want to go and look at it, it's all truckers. Hey, what's Jesse, Jesse Weeks? Remember Jesse Weeks? Uh, what's that place that they're hunted and confronted? That's another thing that's going on out there. Mm-hmm. Um, There's another one, um, Dirty. Ugh, I well, just see well the hunted and confronted that Jesse's part of. Mm-hmm. It's almost, do you remember Chris Hansen mm-hmm. and he, from a Dateline? And he would always, they would have some, you know, 18-year-old girl pretending to be a, a 10-year-old little boy or something. And they would invite some stranger over to the house. And then when the when the guy got there, he'd have condoms and booze and stuff. He'd show up at their house, and then the little girl would, the eighteen year old girl, she would be dressed up like a little kid, and she'd go, "Okay, I gotta go in the back. I'll be right back." And then Chris Hansen would walk out, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, what are you here for?" Mm-hmm. And the guy would be, "Oh, I'm just, it's just came over to see what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I see you drove a hundred miles to meet a ten year old kid to see what's up. Yeah, yeah we, I, I see you brought pizza. I, I, I noticed, uh, I seen condoms uh, from the back. We have a camera set up. No, I don't got condoms. Well, mm-hmm. then he'd show the guy where he had his condoms with him, you know. And then he'd say, um, just so you know, I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline." And you're on uh, a show called To Catch a Predator. Mm-hmm. And like 99% of them were like, if, well, they weren't like crap. They, no, they, they, they would sit there and say, oh, it wasn't me. Yeah. We got the printout of your total messages back and forth. That's the There's, fu- you know, yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's right. He would, he would pull up the, the, the transcripts of the emails right. where the guy would be saying the most vile, right. disgusting things to a, what he thought was a little kid. Exactly. And then he shows up. But if you ever noticed, how those guys reacted, 99% of them didn't react all that bad. They weren't, mm-hmm. they, it was almost like a normal thing to them. Like I was telling you before, that's well, they the, try and run. Well, yeah, one or two of them, he'd be like, well, am I free to go? Yeah. And then the cops would be outside mm-hmm. waiting for the guy. But to be honest with you, that, you know, we need more of that. I really believe we do. And that that's what hunted and confronted is doing. If right. you look at their videos, they'll show up and they'll video people and they'll notify the police. And sometimes they do get people arrested. Yeah, we have, we have, you know, we, we have what, um, 
is it TAT, Truckers Against Trafficking. So, I mean, there's resources out there to help and be involved in protecting our children. And if you don't have children or they're all grown, there's not saying that you can't help being involved in it also. There's, you know, there's just, a, it's, it's, it's a Pretend. compassion that you should be able to have for another human being, especially a young child that can't defend themselves. Well, they also have now a lot of police departments and places throughout the country are working with truckers mm-hmm. to show them how to recognize that maybe there's somebody in trouble where like you may, cause some, a lot of times these people, do you remember the, what was her name? Something smart, Kimberly smart or Somebody smart. Her last name was Smart from mm-hmm. Utah. Remember, she got mm-hmm. kidnapped, and then for like a year and a half, the was like some weird hippie commune had her, mm-hmm. and they were out in public passing out flyers and walking around, and and uh, but the, he had been raping her, the the leader of this place, mm-hmm. and then finally somebody spotted and recognized her, and she was rescued. But um, a lot of times, you don't even know the person with that guy over there shouldn't be with that person. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know there's programs now where truckers can get involved and they maybe even look at the TAT, the Truckers Against Trafficking. TAT, TAT has a, a, a mobile unit that they take around and help. I wonder though if they have, we should, I think we were going to do it before. We need to get that out mm-hmm. because as truck drivers, the one thing that we have is the ability, if we're going to work together to really achieve mm-hmm. because if you're a truck driver that's been trained, you know, it's probably not much training, but if you're trained to, to spot, you know, the signs of somebody that might not be really be uh, supposed to be with somebody, maybe they're in trouble, maybe they've been kidnapped. A lot of times the victims are runaways, mm-hmm. and so they're the easiest targets on the street. People, mm-hmm. you know, the skank bags, that's how they find them. Right. And if, if, if you could just spot one person. Imagine the help you can be. And a lot of the truck drivers, the good ones that ride into us, they have grandkids and kids. And, you know, these guys and gals that are truck drivers that, 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 that have families, you know, I guarantee you if they, if they could be taught how to recognize people, we would start catching even more of these scumbags. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, think about it. It's, you're not reading anything. You're not having to. You know, like when you're going down the road and you're looking over and the vehicle's next to you, every one of you drivers do it. Don't sit there and say, oh, no, I keep my eyes for it. Bull. You all look down at the vehicle passing you. Yeah, you, you all see look, if there's a nice little dress there. You're always looking over. Now, if you have your phone, if you have a, on your phone, or even if you have a CB, which hopefully everybody's starting to get back into them, to where you can make an announcement on the CB, hey, keep an eye out on this vehicle here. I'm noticing weird stuff. Can you all keep also watching it? See if you see the same thing. Let's catch, you know, let's call the police or do something. There's things that you can do. You can block the guy in so he can't go further. And you can call the police then on your cell phone. Everybody has a cell phone that's voice activated anymore. If you don't, you have a Bluetooth that you're wearing, a headset. So you can call someone and say, hey, listen, we're going down this road. It just seems suspicious. Can you please just check it out? Doesn't mean that you have to be committed to where you have to sign papers and say anything, you're still anonymous, yeah. Yeah, but you could protect and you can, you can actually stop something that could be, you know, life threatening to a child. Do you know how many times a victim was in a car and I've seen, um, you know, shows like America's most wanted or, you know, some of those shows and they'll, they'll tell you, um, yeah, I was tied up in the back seat of my car and I even waved to a couple people trying to motion to them that I was in trouble mm-hmm. and nobody, everybody just looked at me, some waved to me, some smiled at me. So you learn to spot somebody may be trying to signal you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, I'm, I've been abduct, abducted or, you know, I'll tell you, here's another thing. A lot of times it's husband and wife where 
you know, maybe there's a, 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 a peace order between them and they're not allowed to be together because of abuse. And now somehow he's got her, you know, and she's trying to tell people, I'm in trouble. Please help. Um, little kids will try to signal. You just don't know. And truck drivers have the best view. You do. We you, really you, do. You do. You're up higher. You can look right down in any vehicle. Here's one thing else I would say. If you notice somebody trying to signal you nonchalantly. A lot of times you might be thinking, oh, if I make a phone call and that person was just joking around, I'm going to get in trouble. You will not get in trouble. No, if that's you, what I'm saying. A lot of times, like like I've called in uh, to 911 once or twice in, in the last 20 some years mm-hmm. on something going on down the highway. And they'll ask, they'll say, do you want to leave your name? And and I, I volunteer. I'll say, yeah, just call me back and let me know how it's going. They, nobody's going to. They're not going to find you and, and, and go, hey, you made a false report. Absolutely not. In fact, they would rather check it out, the suspicious activity in that vehicle. And a lot of times they may not even be able to catch up to that vehicle. But believe me, in your own conscience, imagine if, if you see somebody trying to give you a little hint and you don't take it. And then later on you're going, man, I wonder if I should have called on that. And then you see on the news the next day about a victim that was in a vehicle, the vehicle they're looking for, and you could have been the person to save that child, especially if you have a grandchild or a child at that age. I'm just saying, learn how to spot it. As truck drivers, we can do a lot. There is. There's there's a lot that we can do as a community in the, in the trucking industry. So, All right. I mean, it's just something I was thinking of, and, you know, it's holidays are coming up, and the, you have more kids that run away during the holiday time frame, too, so you should... Everybody should just take a look at it. And if you want to know more information, go into TAT, the Truckers Against Trafficking. Um, Hunted and Confronted is another, like Troy said. And then if you want to read about Rodney's experience, you can look. He's got two books that you can look into, My Three Angels and Contract to, uh, Killer. And maybe we can follow up if once the trial's over with Hugh mm-hmm. and his small trucking company out of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, innocent till proven guilty. But um, it doesn't look good for anybody that's accused of all that. And people, I'll say this before we wrap this up. I've seen people accused, but the, the accusation where people are found innocent, usually on those charges, normally, it's a one-time accusation. I even had a friend that was accused one time because they were going through a custody battle. <laughs> and it turned out, you know, in fact, I was like, you're a, a, a one-incident accusation one of my friends had. And then, you know, you just knew... If you knew the woman that was accusing him, you knew she was just trying to like get away from him and, and, and be with her new lover. And, and it was just, it was a nasty scene. And then of course he was found. In fact, they didn't even go much further than the accusations. The people that came to investigate him, um, said, absolutely not. This guy has, there is no proof of your accusation in any way. And guess what? The daughter and him are very close to this day. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, you know, she's in her 30s now. So um, that I would just say that also that 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 does happen also in defense of these right. guys that are going to be found innocent. But again, this guy's got a it sounds like a mountain of evidence against him with a lot of witnesses against him mm-hmm. and more than one person accusing him. That does not look good for that person. And again, I'll say innocent until proven guilty, but uh, like you said, you know, it's get the guillotine out. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, you know, I'd rather be air on the side of, of 
jumping the gun and, and calling about something than to be foolish enough to not do a thing and have that on my conscience down the road. Oh, absolutely. With that, let's wrap it up. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.